This is Sam Torres, Texas Longhorn fan, native Austinite, admissions counselor, and your host with the most. And this is Texas 512. All right, y'all, welcome to yet another episode of Texas 512. Um, I know that y'all don't know this. It's okay. I'm going to admit it. Um, We uh, started talking and um, I wasn't recording. So this is our second take. Um, But if you're just tuning in, um, I think this is a really great episode for you to be tuning in because today I actually don't have staff members or faculty members. I've got Um, the people who are actually experiencing the UT experience, and that is our students. And they are especially special students because um, they are our Texas student recruiters and our guides, or our tour guides. So they serve as ambassadors to the university. Um, I don't have their bios pulled up or anything like that. And so I'm gonna go ahead and give them the opportunity to introduce themselves and tell us who they are, where they are from, and what they are studying. I'll go ahead and start. My name is Miranda. Um, I'm one of the tour guides that's here on the call today, and I am in my third year here at UT, and I'm studying nursing, and I'm originally from Keller, Texas, which is uh, like the Fort Worth area. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Hi, everyone. My name is Aisha. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm also one of the tour guides on this call with everyone today, and I'm in my third year studying government and English, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. Hey y'all, my name is Pearl. Um, I am a second year psychology major and I am from Irving in Dallas, Texas. Hi everyone, my name is Victor. I'm a third year communication and leadership major. Um, I'm from South Texas, from Edinburgh, Texas in the RGV area, but really excited to be here with y'all. All right. Well, I really appreciate y'all being here and having a conversation with me. Um, as I had mentioned previously, <laughs> uh, for those of you that maybe uh, are tuning in, probably like sometime in January or March or you know sometime in the future. Um, today we're recording in December, um, which, as many of you know, is final season. Um, so these students are currently probably really stressed out and studying for their um, final exams, and I absolutely feel where they're at. Um, so, fun fact: uh, this week I actually took my final exam. Um, and I will be graduating tomorrow with my master's in business administration. So I'm very excited about that. But I definitely know um, the pain that you are going through right now. Uh, it's not that bad. Well, I'm, I'm not trying to scare our listeners or anything like that. But um, these are really smart students. So I, I, without a doubt, I'm sure that they're all going to ace their finals with no problem whatsoever. Um, but anyways, uh, I just wanted to give you all the opportunity to get to know these students, um, kind of, you know, get to see firsthand what it's like to be a student at UT Austin. And today the podcast is going to go a little bit differently. Some of you that have been listening to how things have been going, um, I tend to have a a pretty standard format of of how I ask questions, but things will be a little bit more different. It'll be more of a conversation, especially because this is my first set of students. So I'm I'm really excited to um, get to talk to them and, and get to know what you know, how it's like right now um, at UT Austin. So uh, I think y'all will really enjoy this episode. But, you know, for segmenting purposes, um, we are going to go ahead and throw it to a really quick break. And whenever we get back, we're going to go ahead and uh, start talking about their experiences uh, here at UT Austin. So stick around. We will be right back. Victor, you're listening to Texas 512 with Sam Torres. 
I'm Zach Lozano. I'm Giovanni Johnson. I'm Michaela Foster. I'm Vanessa Garza. And you're listening to Texas 512 with Sam Torres. And we have returned from that very, very quick break. So um, first things first, I, I kind of want to go ahead and, and talk about the state of, of going to college right now. So um, as I mentioned, I am graduating tomorrow with my gra- uh, master's degree. I graduated from my undergrad about two years ago. So I may seem like like I'm some old like dude. I really am not. I'm like 24 years old. Like I just graduated college. I'm not, I'm not too different from y'all. So I, I, you know, I kind of have an idea of what y'all are currently going through, but even then, um, if you really put it in perspective and you think about it, uh, I technically started college about six years ago, 2014 was my freshman year. Some of y'all were probably still in high school at the time. And so things are, are much different now, uh, believe it or not, things can change even in just the span of one year. And so I kind of wanted to, to have a conversation with y'all and see how like the student experience has changed um, and, and how it differs today versus, you know, how it was whenever I started, right? Do, do y'all still do 24 hour study sessions? Cause I remember my freshman year, like I literally, uh, I was studying for my biology test. We, we went into this building um, and it closed and we had to like, you know, hide so that the staff members wouldn't kick us out because I wanted to keep studying. And I just didn't sleep until I took the test. And then after the test, I went to bed um, around like 12 at noon. Um, do y'all still, you know, what what are y'all's habits now? What do y'all do? Like, what what what's it like? Like, give me some insight. Honestly, like, I would say that that has been like one of the biggest struggles like with this year. I am somebody, I hate studying at home. Like, it's like I hate being in my room. I get super distracted. I'll sit on my phone. And so I'm always like, I want to go to the library. I want to go to a coffee shop. Like, let's just go on campus. I love being on campus. It just changes like your mindset when you're studying. And like now everything's like closed or like there's a limit or like you can't study with your friends. There's no collaborative spaces. And like, I just don't study well in those environments. And so I think that was like the biggest adjustment because basically like your room and your apartment is where you go to class, where you study, where you sleep, like where you do everything. And so it's hard to kind of separate those times. I feel like this year, like time has not been a thing. Like time just does not exist this semester, like at all. So that has been like a struggle because like that was always my big thing was going on campus. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but that was definitely me. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that Miranda brings that up, like that you're, you're in the same space all the time. And I find myself in my in my apartment right now trying to find ways to make it still feel different. Like I, I tend to rotate around my apartment. So I took the liberty while with my roommates uh, permission, of course, um, I went ahead and turned our living room into like a work area. Like one of us had an extra desk. So we just put it against like our, our window and just made sure it felt a little bit different from our room. And usually what I'll do is I'll start off in my room, head to the kitchen to eat breakfast and do some like reading or like watching my lecture and then shift over to the living room and then do the work there. And those little changes have actually made it feel just a tad bit, um, I don't know, more natural. And then just going to HEB has become a really fun thing <laughs> this year. I mean, that's kind of my outing, like, go oh, make an excuse. I forgot that one thing I needed for that. I don't know, like it's, it gets really, really random, but uh, definitely been a challenge remote learning. I think um, early on it, it felt as though um, we wouldn't be in this situation so long. So I was like, I'll just suck it up for a couple of weeks. Hopefully um, by finals, when finals roll around, uh, it'll be back to normal. But you know what? Like I actually at this point don't mind it too much. I feel like um, if we had another semester online, which it's looking like it might be, uh, I think I figured out a few things that work for me. Uh, and I, I really think the biggest thing is just trying to break routine. Um, 
I, I think just staying to the same thing just makes it to where it just becomes very boring. But I don't know if anyone else feels that way, like just trying to find ways to spice things up a little bit. Yeah, I know for me, like at least, okay, well, before COVID and everything, like to answer the question of the 24 hour study session, I know me, I need to go to sleep. I, I, I need my beauty sleep. Like I cannot be up all night studying just because I know I'm not retaining anything. I know other people who do do it, but personally for me, once it hits 1.30, was not done, is not done. Um, I'll probably get up in the morning the next day and try to get it done. But I know for like, as of right now, just like Victor said, like I'll stay in my room, then I go to the couch, then I go to the dining room table. I may sit outside a little bit, like just changing up the environment just kind of makes it easier to live in the COVID life of being in college, so. I know I definitely agree with what everyone's saying about how you can go a little cabin crazy just being in your room for class, work, internships, like everything. Um, one thing I'm really thankful for though is definitely like moving around. And then one thing my friends and I have been doing a ton during finals is like FaceTime study sessions, which I, I would have probably not made it through finals if it wasn't just for those like hours that we've spent just like with each other's virtual company, just kind of studying. So that's one thing that's definitely helped because it feels like I'm at a coffee shop with them, except I'm not, <laughs> but it's it's close enough. Yeah, and and you know, I definitely do feel that. Um, I, I always have to go somewhere else to study. Like I cannot do it at home, even if I'm alone. You know, for the longest time I was a resident assistant in college and I, I had my own space, but that's my space. That's my space to rest. That's my space to watch television, play video games, do anything but work. Um, and, and this year has especially been so intriguing because it, not only did I have school at home, I had work at home. And so all three of those spaces like were just combined into one. And so it's it, it, sometimes it's really hard to be productive. Um, but and the reason why I am, you know, kind of tailing back to to what I had said about like the 24 study, 24 hour study sessions. The reason I bring that up is because I feel like students um, or this generation of students is a little bit more more conscious about their physical and mental health. Um, I definitely wasn't as a freshman, as you can see. I mean, like, I, I don't know how many cans of Red Bull I went through um, in, in, uh, in, you know, in a night. So, and, and to think, like, I was so worried about, like, my general education courses. Like, I don't understand what I was thinking back in the day. But, um, you know, the, the, but yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to see, like, you know, what, how the trends are changing. But I mean, this year is just so unique in the sense that, like, everything's just different. And it's almost like you have to relearn how to be, um, a college student. Um, but, you know, kind of like switching topics a little bit more, um, like I mentioned in the beginning, y'all are each, you each serve in, in like an ambassador position in a sense. So, uh, you know, Victor and Pearl, y'all are both, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Texas student recruiters and, and then Aisha and Miranda, y'all are, are tour guides. So what, what, what made you want, want to serve like as an ambassador for the University of Texas? I think for me, um, it was, I saw this as an opportunity to really get a feel for education. It was an area that I, I didn't, like I'm not majoring in education or anything, but I really wanted to get a feel for what it, it's like to work with students. And I knew that being a, a TSR, I'd have the opportunity to talk to high school students, which is the, the area or the group of students I, I would want to like work with. And, um, you know, I've really enjoyed the process of being able to answer their questions and be able to make their process just a little bit easier. 
Um, at the end of the day, like I, I think back to my own high school years and think about how hard it was for me to navigate that process and understand like all the little things that come with applying for college. So for me, being able to do that for the other students, um, it, it just feels really, really great to be able to do that for them, knowing that it'll have a, loss, a lasting impact on not only their themselves, but possibly even their younger siblings if they're first gen or just people around their community, you know, if, if they know that other people have gone to college, then they might be more motivated to do so. But um, for me, just to answer your question, it was really that opportunity to work with students, understand, do I enjoy doing this? Is it something I can see myself doing for um, a, a extended period of time after college? And I think I, I found that answer now. I, I think I do enjoy working with high school students, but I, I think I find that I maybe wouldn't want to be in like a classroom setting. So it, it, for me, it's just really about career exploration that really just um, wanted me, to, uh, like was the deciding factor for me wanting to take on this role. I know for me, um, considering I'm also a TSR, my reason for wanting to be a TSR was a little bit different. Um, in high school, I was my school's ambassador for the district. So I was recruiting students from like other regions. I was recruiting students from the middle schools and the elementary schools. So like doing stuff in relation to recruiting was just something that people would tell me I'm good at. Um, so I figured, you know, also because I really do, I feel like the percentage of black students on campus is like very important to me just because we're such a small percentage, what we're like 5% now, I think. So it's like knowing that I'm 5% of 50,000, it's like, what can I do to make an impact on that? And thankfully, you know, just seeing the outcomes of like certain events and stuff and knowing that, you know, certain students actually want to talk to me and are asking for me, like that makes me feel good. Um, so just knowing like I have a big impact on a much wider community and that I could change lives just by answering questions for them and making them feel like, yes, you you have a home, you have family, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I definitely think for me, um, like two of my biggest things is one, I just really love talking to people and meeting new people. And then two, I 110% agree with what Pearl is saying about like the importance of making sure all students, especially minority students, and then because I'm a Black student on campus, making sure other students who look like me who are interested in UT don't feel shy applying to the university because it's a scary thing applying to any school, but it's a little bit more scary when you apply to a school and you see how little of that school's population looks like you. So having the chance to meet so many new families and students was just fun for me in general. And then also knowing that I'm able to speak to people who were probably feeling the same way or a little bit different than I was whenever I applied, like that's a lasting impact. I still remember the people I met the first time I came to my campus tour. And so just knowing I have the chance at kind of giving that same impact in, in whatever capacity is really meaningful to me. Yeah, like for me, I kind of already had some type of like tour guide experience like in high school, like kind of the same thing. I was a tour guide in high school. And so I went to a really small, like private Catholic high school where we had like theater school. So basically you kind of already knew who was going to be there. It's just all these bunch of schools coming together. And like, for me, I love talking to students, even though they're in middle school, it's like looking back now, I'm like, wow, I really would sit there for like, like three hours a week and talk to like eighth graders and stuff. That was really weird for me, but I realized how much I loved it and like being able to answer their questions. And I could like see their fears and worries kind of disappear like as the further we went on to the tour and like I love seeing that when I give tours now it's like you see all these people who are terrified to apply for college understandably so and then they get here and they start actually walking around learning more 
and you start to see them get excited. And I loved that. Uh, but also like, it's so funny because I'm not a very like talkative person. I don't really like putting myself out there and talking to people. I'm actually kind of shy, believe it or not. It's really funny, but whenever there's an opportunity for me to help somebody, I definitely get a lot more confidence knowing that I'm about to help somebody else out. So uh, just knowing that I'm helping others, like parents and students just kind of makes the entire experience for me. It's kind of funny you say that because believe it or not, I'm an introvert as well. And I know it doesn't seem like it. I'm hosting a podcast. I, I recruit students. I have to travel to recruit students. I have to give presentations. It's the exact opposite of what an introvert does. Oh, and I also dance. So like being on stage and stuff like that, like that is, you know, but that and, and of course, I have to conserve my energy to be able to to actually talk to people and stuff like that. But um, that kind of goes to show you that y'all y'all uh, and and us we're not too uh, different in that sense. You know, I'm I'm in this for the same reasons that y'all are is because I like to you know help students navigate the the college search process a lot easier and and making them feel comfortable and making them feel less scared about you know applying to college or going to college in general. I just you know, and I, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, it's just I enjoyed my experience so much that I want others to experience experience it as well. And I want them to know that they have the opportunity to be able to do that. Um, so it's actually really nice to hear that y'all kind of have similar goals that we do, um, even though ultimately y'all will pursue a much different career in the future. Uh, believe it or not, the things that you're doing right now um, are ultimately preparing you for whatever career it is that you're trying to pursue, right? Whether that be um, just being a uh, good with talking to people, um, customer service, um, managing multiple tasks, so on and so forth. Um, it really, really goes a long way um, with helping you in your career as well. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Um, it is a little bit before the scheduled time to stop, but I, of course, want to leave the last segment to have a little bit more time to have a, a much bigger discussion without taking a break. Um, and when we get back, um, we will continue this uh, great discussion we're having. So don't go away. And we are back. So um, whenever we left off, um, before we went to break, we were talking about why y'all were, why y'all kind of decided to take on this role of an ambassador for the university. And so I did kind of like start talking about, you know, your future career. And I really love having this conversation, regardless of who I'm talking to. Um, every time I meet a new person, I always just like to know what they're plan is. Um, and I know my plan has changed multiple times. So, um, you know, I kind of want to know what your career goals are. Why are you pursuing your field of study? What do you want to ultimately do? And have those goals changed since you were a freshman or since you were in high school? Um, I would say like my goal is it's so interesting because you always hear like everyone say like, oh, you're going to change your major once you get to college because a lot of people do like the rate show. Everyone should do it. But I feel like nursing is something that like you either have to get out of it early or like you're on that path and like it's a very set path and so uh but that's always been me I've always made a plan and I'm like I'm gonna stick to this and so I've always like wanted to be a nurse since I was like a junior in high school and so thank goodness I've loved every second of it like have there been hard days yes but that's okay I still absolutely love it it's still what I want to do I'm hoping one day to become a psychiatric nurse and then eventually go back for grad school and become a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Uh, I know that the psych field is very much growing as it rightfully should be. Um, so I just want to be a part of that. And I'm really excited. I, 
Uh, I was really nervous that, you know, I was going to change my mind and end up hating it, but I have loved every second of it. So I'm very grateful because I understand that that's not everybody's experience, but that just happened to be mine. I'm personally happy to hear that because I, um, my end goal as of right now, I want to be a psychiatric PA. Um, originally, let's go a few years back. So I have a very, very strong music background. I pay five different instruments. So I wanted to go into music. Like I'm playing all these instruments. We're spending all these, all this money on classes. Like I might as well pursue something that I'm good at and something I'm passionate about. But, you know, just due to, you know, outside pressures, I'm like, okay, bro, like, let's be real. Like maybe this can be a side hustle, you know, maybe we can do something with it. So then I was like, okay, well, what's something else that I'm passionate about? And I was like, okay, I'm passionate about mental health. Who can I help? You know? So I said, okay, now I can be a psychiatric uh, doctor, but now I'm like, okay, do I really want to go to med school? Do I really want to put all that money into med school? Do I really want to be in school for another 12 years? So I'm like, okay, I feel like PA would be the next, you know, option to where I'm still able to do something I wanted, want to do, but on the side, so I can still pursue, you know, that side hustle that I want to pursue. Um, I'm still doing music on the side, but I'm also going to launch a lash business soon. So I'm diving into my little business ventures and I've started getting super into like beauty. Thank you. Beauty and cosmetics. Um, so just making sure I still keep my options open. I don't want to limit myself to any possibilities because I know that if I really want to pursue something, I can do it. So I think for me, I came into college with a wide range of interests. Um, I, I knew from a young age, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I love the idea of creating something from the ground up. It's something that really excites me and gets me going. But I also was very interested in understanding nonprofits, um, understanding how they function and how they spill a role in society. And then lastly, I was really interested in policy, the way that laws and other rules um, govern the way we live and how they have an effect um, from every single level, from like a very high level to a lower level to everyday life. So I think um, I chose my major around the, the lines of that, knowing that I wanted to have that versatility. So I, cho I chose communication and leadership because it gave me a lot of freedom. Um, the, the major itself gives me a lot of um, extra um, elective credits to be able to use for all these different ranges. And that's kind of what I've been doing these past uh, three years, uh, taking classes from across all these different fields. And ultimately, I think the long-term goal um, has been to find a way to find an intersection of all three. So I think right now, um, like this coming summer, I'm going to be interning at Texas Instruments as a human resources um, intern. So I'm super excited about that. And then the summer before, I worked at a nonprofit, um, working with high school students, kind of doing what I do with my TSR job. And then the summer before that, I was doing research, um, talking to community leaders, understanding like value propositions in the Rio Grande Valley area. So those three years have all given me a different uh, insight into a different industry. And now my, getting to my senior year, I'm really looking for opportunities to um, be able to understand policy a little bit better, work with politicians or work on a campaign. And ultimately, after I graduate, the, the, the plan is of right now is to try to apply to law school. Uh, I really want to take that, um, hopefully obtain a J, uh, JD degree thinking that I can go ahead and use it um, at, across all these different fields and find a way to use that ability to critically think and problem solve to be able to provide some sort of consulting service for people in the RGV and in Edinburgh specifically. That's where I, 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 was, I was born and raised. And I'm really passionate about helping 
small businesses and other uh, people who want to get into the entrepreneurship like realm um, to have the resources to be able to do so. Um, and as of right now, I'm not really sure what that looks like entirely. I kind of have ideas and um, of, of what that would entail. But I think for me, um, the process has just been learning as I go, thinking, okay, I can implement this idea into this, um, or I can go ahead and try to replicate that. And I, I really enjoyed the process. I think it gives me a little bit of a, I, I guess, a sense of a, I don't know how to describe it. I guess it's, it's, it's being unsure and uncertain of what the future holds. But I, I feel fairly confident it can be maybe I'm just naive and that's part of it. And I'm, I'm sure it is. Uh, but I, I don't get too scared about the future. I, I know I'll figure it out. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's just, uh, I, I'm just going to go ahead and take it as it comes and hopefully be able to find an intersection. And it's, I just want to say it's really exciting hearing what everyone, like everyone's detailed pack, because I'm in my little government bubble. So all I hear is like, ah, oh, pre-law, all, all of this. And I enjoy it, but it's cool knowing that there's like actual paths um, out there. So it's really exciting to hear. But for me, I'm a government English major. So I, I haven't changed from what I came in as. I knew I wanted to do civil rights law and get my JD once I graduate. Uh, the only thing that has changed is just how like applicable all of those experiences have been. I didn't know going into college, all of the different like internships and people I would be working with within like the past three years. But now I am working with a lot of the people who are kind of the cause um, and the solution to a lot of the issues that I identified before I got to university, which is really exciting for me. Because one thing I remember from my application is me talking about how I'm just really tired, like as a high school student going through, I think it was the 2016 election. It was just really exhausting hearing the news all the time and knowing I'm 16, I can't really do anything about what they're talking about. But that was close enough to when I was applying to college and I realized I can do something about all of the things being talked about on the news. And that really pushed me to, you know, apply and, you know, become a government major and do as much as I can in my time here at university. And then, of course, once I graduate university to actually be hands on and work with a lot of the political and policymaking issues that we identify, you know, as people living in the United States. So that's one thing I'm really passionate about. And then another thing that's changed since I got to university is my introduction to just higher education and academia in general. I didn't really understand what PhDs were. I didn't really understand what that path looks like. And I've had a great just team of supporters and people kind of show me that path and show me what that can lead to. So there is a chance that I'll also be looking into that. And I'm doing research related to sociology and things that kind of intersect with my policy interests. So it's really interesting having this mixture of like legal and policy and just sociology all coming together because people were kind enough to kind of introduce me to that world. Yeah. That's so awesome. I, this is why I like asking that question is just because everybody always has like really, really great answers. Um, and, and one of the things that you'll notice, especially about UT students, I feel like for, for our, of course, referencing to our listeners, um, is that they're very multidisciplinary. Um, y'all have multiple interests, y'all have multiple ambitions. And I just, I, I admire that so much. Uh, because sometimes I'm just like, I can only focus on one thing at a time. So I really, really do um, admire y'all for everything that you do. Um, it's y'all have some really great goals. And so never give up on those, never give up on those, even as, as difficult as it seems. Um, sometimes y'all definitely got this. Now, I do want to uh, kind of, uh, you know, 
switch a little bit to being a little less serious because uh, I feel like this whole episode I've been a little serious. And so I want to know what music y'all are listening to because maybe I think I think it'll be easier for me to relate to y'all um, than it was for for the other people that I've asked. So um, Spotify Wrapped actually, you know, just did their thing like this last week. And if any of y'all don't have like uh, Apple or if y'all have Apple Music, I think they do like the top five. I'm hoping that all of y'all have Spotify. So I just kind of wanted to see what was on y'all's Wrapped. I wanted to see what y'all what y'all were listening to this this year, this 2020. I love that question. I think it's such an interesting one. Like knowing what other people's top artists are. Like I think that's such a cool feature about Spotify. And I'm looking at it right now. I know that my favorite artist was Phineas O'Connell. Uh, so let's see. And second was, oh, so these are my top artists. Okay, so it's Phineas, it's Billie Eilish, it's a wonder. It's original Broadway something. I like to listen to like Broadway's uh, like musical sometimes. And then lastly, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda. So I'm pretty sure that's because of the Broadway thing. And I'd say my, my musical interests like range from like pop, uh, to like alternative stuff and then like I love 80s music just because I grew up watching like all these 80s movies so th that's that always holds a special place in my heart. I'll give my top four because my fifth one I cannot it's just too embarrassing if I'm being honest but my top four is Harry Styles, David Bowie, the band Wings, and number four is Rico Nasty and I will, I will I'm proud of that. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I would say my musical interests definitely range. I listen to like a lot of rock, a lot of 70s rock, a lot of soul, and then Harry Styles. But what's your favorite Harry Styles song though? Uh, okay, right, I don't know. It's so hard, they're all so good. I would say one that I can never skip is Sign of the Times. It's just, okay. it's too good. Too that's good. his debut song, like, mm -hmm. or his like debut solo song. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one, too that's good. a good one. So, now I don't have Spotify. Don't get on me, I'm transitioning. <laughs> I'm moving over. But knowing, just knowing my music taste, my number one was probably Lil Wayne. I am a Wayne fanatic. Lil Wayne, Tiana Taylor. Tiana Taylor, Kehlani, Wizkid. We'll leave, we'll leave out the fifth one. <laughs> My top four. There is no, there is nothing to be embarrassed. I don't know why y'all are opting to not choose the fifth ones. Like, it, I don't know. I don't. I really can't think of a fifth one though. Uh, let me think on it, and then when I think of it, <laughs> I feel like Megan The Stallion really carried like a lot of viral songs during quarantine. So that's a that's oh, yeah, a contender. She, she popped off this year, for sure. Miranda, want to hear from you too? <laughs> so I'm gonna be the minority here because but I always saw this on tours and it's funny that you asked this question because on tours this past week that's been like my icebreaker question that I asked like the high school students I'll be like all right y'all like who is your number one artist this year the students love talking about it so thank you for asking this but I've never met a person at UT who likes country music and don't come after don't come for me but I'm a huge huge country music fan I know I know <laughs> so, oh my gosh, yay, nobody's coming from cool. But um, my top five artists, I'm born to like Texas country and that's way different than pop country, if people don't know. I mean, that's the same for every genre though. There's like the mainstream and then there's like the actual music. So my top five artists were Parker McCollum, he was my number one, um, Co Wetzel, Cody Johnson, Morgan Wallen, and Cody Jinks. And so if you don't know many of those are, that's totally okay. But it's so funny. I listened to like 92,000 minutes of music this year. That's what was, yeah, it was, I listened to a lot of music. 
And so, uh, but yeah, that's my top five. But yeah, I've never met anybody who likes country music at UT, believe it or not. Okay, so you have, and no disrespect to all the other tour guides, but you have arguably just become my favorite tour guide ever because <laughs> la so if anybody listened to the last episode and that's why i like freaked out right now if anybody listened to the last episode all top five of my uh my top five in spotify wrapped were all country songs um and this year it said that my top genre was contemporary country which i know is like the pop country and i've already talked about it in two different episodes where people have chastised me because it's not real country but i listened to all of it so don't worry um, you know, I, I love country music. I love two-stepping and all that. So, you know, love it. Uh, and so I'm glad to hear that there's another country music fan. Everybody else is kind of like, Ugh, like, <laughs> Hey, look, I, it, and here's the thing. Like I, I did not like it at first, whenever I was first going to college, like, you know, I lived in Austin, um, uh, for, for a while. And, and whenever I was going, I was just like, Oh, like what, what is there to like, you know, it's like, they're just talking about their trucks and tractors and all this stuff. And I get And I, I went to college in West Texas and West Texas changes a man because after like about two years, um, next thing, you know, I know all the words to neon moon, my Brooks and Dunn. So, I mean, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I've, I've definitely changed in my taste. Um, so I'm, I'm there with you, Miranda, don't worry. Uh, well, that that's really interesting to hear for sure. Now, what I mean, what have y'all been doing? Like what? Like let, I know I've been talking about school and, and work and everything like that. But what what's been keeping you busy? Like what what have you been doing in this pandemic? And even like pre pandemic, what did you do? Like what what do you like to do around Austin? Or or is there something like on campus that that keeps y'all busy or keeps y'all entertained? Like I know for me, like. You know, like I said, I'm a musician, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm tr actually trying to learn how to DJ. Um, so I'm okay. trying to turn that into, because I am I do not know a lot of female DJs, and I know if I get this down, I will go too hard. Like, I will be one of the best DJs in the area. So I've been dibbling and dabbling in DJing, and then the lashes, like, I started building, like, my lash brand and just the brand in general in like January. So that was right before COVID hit. So it was like when COVID came, it was like, okay, like I'm in the house, what am I supposed to do? So I'm just, you know, building the brand, building the brand, building the brand. And I really just, I don't know, I've just become so passionate about just making people feel good in some kind of way. Like, so it's just meant a lot to me that I'm able to have a brand and it's named after me so it's like dang like I'm really able to build on something and actually have fun and enjoy the process you know so that's actually been a really big hobby just working on my business brand and it's kind of kind of weird to me that I'm working as a hobby but you know it works well you know what they say is that if you find a job that you love you won't work a day in your life so yeah no that makes sense for sure like if you if you love doing what you do then it's not work no I totally like I totally agree with you like since COVID has started, I actually got a job at a hospital in Austin. And that's how kind of I'm spending my time as a nurse technician. And some people like sometimes some days don't get me wrong, there are like little things that you're just like, Oh, gosh, like today's the day like, I guess we're doing this. But you know, I absolutely love it. I love going to work. And I love like picking up hours and picking up shifts. And like, that sounds ridiculous to some people. But it's kind of like you're saying, like, it's work, but like, it makes me happy. And I can like, it gives me something to do like during COVID also. And like, I know that I'm making like, some kind of impact out there. 
during like, you know, a healthcare crisis. But before COVID, I was also rather big. It's like two stuffing. I love, so I'm from Fort Worth. So, you know, the stockyards, there's a place called Billy Ball, like the largest honky tonk in the world. Yes, I know that sounds ridiculous, but still, I loved going there, like going just with my friends, two stepping, line dancing, super fun. And then, and often I loved going to like see like small country artists that would play like around 6th Street, just even walking. Like I literally just turned 21 like two days ago, but I would just walk down 6th Street to like listen to some music. Like, oh, I can hear like a country singer and I loved it. And then I also have a lot of friends at a certain school that's about a hundred miles east of UT, but, and I would go, yes, I know. <laughs> I would go there a lot to visit my friends and you know, they have a lot of country artists come through there as well because it is like a smaller town. Uh, but they also have like a lot of two-stepping so like any opportunity I had to go see like a country singer or go dancing like that I'd always go whether it was home Austin over there like whatever trip I needed to be making but you know that has changed a little bit but that's okay I'm still like holding on to hope that someday we can have some version of that even if it's not completely back to normal so like I should add in that I also dance so if we ever want to do something you know we can make something work um, I think definitely during COVID, and I, I'm not a dancer in any capacity, so I have nothing to add to the three people who are. But um, during COVID, one thing I have taken up is roller skating. It's been a bit, I've laid off of it because it's like dark outside. The vibe isn't really there anymore, to be honest. But during the summer, the vibe is there because you have like the Texas sun. And it's just really nice. So definitely glad I got a pair of roller skates uh, during the summer. It's kind of guide me through that. And then one thing I did a lot before everything was kind of closed down is there's this space on campus where I would, I feel like if I wasn't in class or I wasn't at home, I was definitely at the Multicultural Engagement Center, which we just call the MEC for short. And that's just like, there's always food, there's like guest speakers, there's like always something going on in there. So I feel like that's where I usually am. Because if I'm resting, I'm resting, you know, I'm like sleeping or reading a book. But if I'm trying to be around others, then I'm just going to be in the MEC, to be honest. I think since uh, since COVID started, um, well, I, I've definitely been a lot more on my phone. That's one big thing. I, I normally during classes, I don't use my phone. Like I'm not on social media all that much, but I've definitely like taken to TikTok, Twitter, and just things that normally like I, I try to stay away from. I'm actually this past couple of weeks, I've been trying to limit myself to one hour, but it's so hard to do that. Um, and other things I've been picking up is I used to be a really big like runner. Like I used to love jogging like around like my city just to get to know different places. And I've slowly started getting back into that. Like it's so hard to get back into running when you haven't done it for so long. Um, but that's definitely like a work in progress. Just overall, like my physical health is something I've been trying to take a little bit more seriously. Um, and other than that, like I usually, if I'm not on TikTok, if I'm not running, I've also tried to read a little bit more. Uh, that's another challenge. Like reading is just something that just takes a while to get into once again. And also just really taking time to like go ahead and just focus on and planning on what the next step is. I think since I'm getting to like my last year of college, at least for undergrad, it's become a little bit more real. So like I spent a good time, amount of my time like recruiting, like trying to find different positions for summer and other than that, like I, I call my friends every once in a while just to still have some sort of like interaction, like still hear how they're doing. Um, but the majority of my time, I would say, is definitely spent way too much on my phone. I'm trying to cut that out, but it's it's definitely a hard thing to do. Hey, no shame in that. I think um, TikTok has kind of taken over um, 2020, especially like I promised myself I'd never get on that app. 
but I've seen how it's evolved and it's not just these silly lip sync dances anymore. And um, it has gotten me through this year for sure. So <laughs> no shame in that. But um, so we are getting close to time, but I, I do want to uh, kind of ask one more question. And so, of course, since this podcast is UT related, we got to make sure that we talk about UT. And so who better to ask about the UT experience than the students who are living it, right? So um, what what is one of y'all's favorite memories at the, and I, I've asked this in a panel before, so uh, no shame in that, but what's one of y'all's favorite memories here at the University of Texas at Austin? One of my favorite funny memories, I can think back to freshman year. Uh, it was a Saturday and there was a UT game. So me and my friend went to go watch it. We had fun, whatever. We went to Pluckers afterwards and then we headed back to my dorm, Jester West. And then from there, you know, it's, it's really typical, like freshmen go look for parties in West Campus. We walked over to West Campus, hoping to bump into some sort of party going on, didn't find anything or just couldn't get into anything. And we ended up walking back and watching Superbad in my dorm jester. And I felt like it was such a college-y like um, experience just cause it's like, we had the game, we had the whole dorm life. We had the whole looking for a party and not, not working out so well. And then just coming back to my dorm, ordering pizza and watching Superbad and just like kind of cracking up about the whole thing. But that's definitely something that I just thought was, uh, has been one of my favorite memories being at UT. I think my favorite memory is a favorite memory cause it's led to all my other favorite memories. And it was one night first my freshman year um, I was going to the Student Activity Center at like 11 something at night, trying to just find a quiet space to study on campus. And I was originally going to go to like, there's this campfire area where you can just sit down and it's really cozy. But then I turned to my left and I saw the MEC for the first time. And I saw two people in there. I was like, how can they get a whole room to themselves to study? And I have to go out and study by this campfire. So I was just kind of curious and I, I knocked and I was like, what, what is this? What does this room do? And the people in there were nice enough to just kind of like talk to me. It was technically locked, but they were like, let's just, let's see what she wants. And those people like are some of my closest friends. One of them was like one of my closest friends. Um, and yeah, it's just, that's pretty much everything else I do at UT. I wouldn't have found out about tour guides, like application deadline if I hadn't have knocked on the door that day. So definitely the day I decided to make a new friend or two and knock on the door. My favorite UT memory. Okay. My favorite UT memory was most likely, cause you know, I'm a sophomore. So my spring semester was pretty much canceled. Um, but first semester freshman year, black homecoming. I think that was probably one of the most craziest experiences like to just to just see unravel like seeing so to just explain for people who you know may not know who black homecoming is black homecoming is just an event that black ut throws just for one of the football game the homecoming football game weekend and we just have a big tailgate at the tower so it's like you know being the minority on campus and being able to just party and just have fun at a monument you know it's just crazy to just see all of us you know just being ourselves interacting eating laughing cracking jokes dancing like and it was the way that I was able to get my foot into leadership and just be able to make myself known for good reasons on campus because it was my first way to get involved when I first got here um so just that experience from beginning to end is just 
beautiful. I know that my favorite memory was like the longest day like I've had in my life. Like it literally was such a long day. I like it was last year when the LSU game. We played LSU last year. It's one of the first games of the season. And uh, I may have stayed out with some friends a little too late on Friday night. And so college game day, ESPN College Game Day was filming their show in the morning on campus. And so fun fact, I lived with my brother for my first two years of college in an apartment. He was like a, two years older than me. And so we were like, um, so he was like, we're going, we're waking up at like 5 a.m. and we're going. And so me getting home at like 2 a.m. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll sleep for like two hours. And so I slept for two hours. We went to ESPN College Game Day, and it was so fun. I was like, when am I going to get to experience this ever again? Uh, I got to talk to alumni. I got to talk to, like, a bunch of students. Got to see Matthew McConaughey. It was so fun. And then we went home. I went home. I changed into, like, a different outfit because it was also September, and it was so hot. I, like, sweat through my shirt. I was like, I need to change. And so then I changed, and then we went tailgating in West Campus with my friends and then we were like oh we need to go get seats at the game we need to go line up early because it's gonna be a big game and so we're like we'll just uber it'll be like 15 bucks no it was 37 dollars to uber us literally like a mile from west campus to the stadium but we all knew i was not gonna walk in my boots so we ubered split it three ways and we got there and they're supposed to scan our big ticket you know our ids to get in and when they opened those gates they probably scanned two ids and after that it was mad like madness chaos everybody like like stormed the gate everyone's drenched in sweat everyone's packed in so tight which is crazy because that's like a terrifying scene now like these days but like everybody's like packed into the same like go this way no go that way like trying to find a seat and so we went we found our seat we sat in the sun the sun's still like blazing down on us for two hours and uh we had to go get water but we didn't get our wristbands just to get wristbands and they scan your id but like i said they did not scan my id and so we try to leave our section and the guy was like, if you like don't have a wristband and you leave, I'm not letting you back in. Like I can't. And I was like, oh, uh, it is like 99 degrees outside. We need water. And so luckily the girl in front of me, never met this girl in my life. She had a wristband, like her and her boyfriend. And she was like, I'm going to go get water. And so quick, didn't even talk to them. I was like, will you buy me six waters? And I like whipped out my debit card, gave it to this stranger who I never met. And she was like, Sure. And so she left and she came back like an hour later with my card and six water. She could have so easily stolen my card. She could have bought so much stuff. She didn't. I checked my statements. We're all good. She was a very nice person. But I was just like, wow, that was a horrible lapse in judgment. I guess dehydration will do that to you. And then the game came. I was on my feet for literally two hours. I got screamed at by LSU fans who came and tried to tell us that like we were in their seats and we're like, y'all, this is student section these are not your seats and then they ended up like screaming some not so nice words to us and we're like what just happened and so yeah and so that happened and the game was just so 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 fun I mean we lost but like it was so such a great time and like it was the longest day it was like 11 by the time we got back but like best day I've ever had at UT it was so fun and that's why in my presentations I always say even if you're not into football or sports you need to go to a UT football game it is a unique experience and that's not me like trying to sell anything because i myself am not too big into football but great great experience um it is one of a kind definitely recommend it um but that being said we have come to the end of the podcast and as many of you know uh this section i usually allow my guests to plug anything that they want now the floor is y'all's go ahead plug whatever you like so i have not launched the page yet but please anybody who is interested in cosmetics, making sure that their presence is known. My company, Pearls Lash & Co., where pearls make your presence known. 
please follow my Instagram and my Twitter. My at is I-T-S-P-E-A-R-L-Y-Y. It's Pearly on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow me so you guys can stay updated with when I will launch. Launch day is in sometime in January. I'm not going to give the specific date yet. But yes, please, please, please stay updated with that. I'll, I'll go ahead and plug in. Uh, I started a newsletter with my friends about a year now. And definitely want to encourage everyone to go check that out. It's joinc.us. We talk about all things productivity, self-improvement, and career development. Definitely go check that out. We release some really great stuff on there. Um, and I also want to plug in um, this really great Netflix uh, movie I saw like this past week. So I watched uh, Hillbilly Elegy. I had read the book my freshman year. I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was very like insightful. And I thought the movie did a really great job of like depicting the book. And like, I don't know, I thought it was just a really great thing to watch. Something to watch in a winter break if you have a chance. And it's a little bit heavy. So definitely just take it as it comes and like take a breather, but super good. I'll give uh, two shout outs. One to the Center for the Study of Race and Democracy, which is open to all like undergraduate students. And I'm just plugging that because it's been really important to me. And I know a lot of other students have really enjoyed their experience just kind of learning about race and democracy. So if anyone listening thinks that those two things are interesting and you'd like to learn more about that, then if you Google the name and you put UT Austin after, then the website shows up. I'm forgetting the website right now, but Center for the Study of Race and Democracy is really, really great place on campus. And then also Taylor Swift's latest two new albums, Hear Me Out, I Am Not a Swifty, but I think we have to tear down the stigma behind Swifties because I was judging one of my friends for streaming her album so much and I listened last night and Taylor Swift has kind of done something. So if you're a little shy about being a Swifty, I recommend listening to her latest two albums. So me, I guess my little, I have like two little things to say. One for music. If you are not a country music fan and all you listen to is mainstream or like pop country, maybe just dabble in Texas country a little bit. You never know. I have some friends in like the Northeast who have been very surprised. So like just give it a chance. You never know. Um, but also I just want to give a big like shout out and thank you to like the entire school of nursing uh it has been very interesting to be a nursing student in the middle of a pandemic uh where you know learning virtual learning and coming in person have been very strange but in very particular how we do things but i've really appreciated everything and my professors being so amazing this semester and also just a big shout out to my two good nursing friends emma and hannah because they really did get me through the semester and here at ut you know the communities that you create for yourself really are the ones that like get you through every single hard day. So just a big appreciation for people like who helped me through this semester. Awesome. Great plugs, y'all. And once again, thank you so, so much for being here. I had a really great time and I hope y'all had a great time as well. Uh, but that is it for today. This has been Texas 512. I am your host with the most, Sam Torres. Stay cool, stay hydrated, and hook them horns. Yes, Sam, truly congratulations. Sam! Congratulations, Sam. Sam, congratulations, Sam. I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of you. Congratulations. And we can't wait for you to flex your new email signature, Sam Taurus MBA.